0: I'm losing my edge. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Hey, Ryan. Hello. How's hey, up? Ryan. What's up, Dylan?
1: We said our names at the top of the show today. Damn it. I lured you into Start it. Start over. All right, no, hold on. No, no, Gotta no, no, play no. P- I'm play i had, going uh, I had a lot of requests that we say our names at the top of the show. Really? So I tricked you into it without you knowing it. Yep. Oh. I have multiple requests, and, you know, we don't really get the introducing thing. And and p- tell the people it's who not you for are. People to tell get. <laughs> tell people who they're talking to, because they may just think it's a couple of yahoos talking, a couple of assholes. And when they find out it's you and me talking, it brings a certain gravitas that okay. we lack without them I lack knowing us.
0: Gravitas,
1: but anyway, with our name comes a certain little listen respect, to my back. There's none. A little bit of personality. I'm. I'm personally thankful that people are listening and even saying anything in general. That's so, true. Thank you. Thank you. And people. I'm Dylan. I'm Ryan. And this we- is Losing My Edge
0: podcast.
1: Show. Show. Variety hour. Variety hour? <laughs> there's know. some music, I there's some dancing, so there'll be some
0: shtick.
1: You'll love it. Some laughs. You're going to love it. We got Tim Conway some opening. Tears. <laughs> Bob not. Goulet here to sing a couple <laughs> of jazzy numbers. <laughs> you got uh... Carol Channing and uh, Mary Tyler Moore to round not the show out here? this evening. Yeah, maybe one or two of the Golden Girls will stop by as well. B. Mm-hmm. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, Betty White, Estelle Getty. This
0: is a full show we should get right to. Yeah, it. we got to
1: get to it. <laughs> It's Ladies and like like gentlemen, welcome to the Golden Girls. <laughs> the I'm Mr. getting. <laughs> That's not what she sounds like. <laughs> no, no.
0: Neither of us can do old. Also, women. no. Neither of us I'm can Betty do Betty White.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I can do a little bit of the McClanehan's. i think She's like, oh, I never. <laughs> she was like an old Southern belle who was kind of a slut still, <laughs> and she always was getting getting in with different. Gentlemen, callers us,
0: <laughs> Mister. She's an
1: agent Southern
0: Bell, much like you or I, or Stella. I do enjoy a sweet tea now and then. <laughs> I mighty, I mighty enjoy myself a good sarsaparilla, and a mighty good sarsaparilla. Maybe a Georgia peach, but don't get the vapors, oh Lord. The South will rise again. <laughs> Whoa <laughs> Got very Wait. confederate all of Whoa. a sudden. <laughs> That's that is uh what the show's gonna be about, the South and why it will rise again.
1: Well because of global warming, the the rising again refers to the water rising and swallowing the whole eastern seaboard. Of
0: course, when any southerner talks about rising again, I assume it's about Global sea level. Yeah, it's and about and it's, climate change.
1: Yeah, it's like day after tomorrow stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what everyone's talking about. Everybody's these days. talking about climate change. The weather, man. Maybe it's just me, but for me, hearing about global climate change is an inconvenient truth. It is. It is an inconvenient truth.
0: Man. It's been a while since been we've been a met, while. Man. I just had a, <laughs> s- <laughs> why did I set you up for that? We haven't been here in a while. It's been. In the studio. It's been a while. Because of the holidays.
1: Yep. What was your favorite
0: Christmas present, Ryan?
1: Oh, all of them, I have to say.
0: But um, my favorite was, um, you know, I can't make up one now. Dylan, I didn't (laughs) get any Christmas presents this year. No one gave you any Christmas presents? In fact, I got stuff stolen from me. Wait.
1: What? I got you the Leonard Malton movie guide. That got stolen. That got
0: stolen as well. <laughs> Damn, it's been a rough holidays. It's been. I first didn't get any presents, and
1: then you got one present, and it was stolen. No, who would?
0: St- the one present I got was a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> would your dad say? He said, "Here you go. Here's a carton of cigarettes." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah,
0: thought thought not. How was how? You is know what happens what when was you your... spill a, pan, a can of
1: paint in <laughs> my garage. What? You know what happens? What? My parents politely, <laughs> they politely they sit you down. They say, you know, we wish you hadn't done that. Thanks yeah. for cleaning it up. You know, we understand, but next time please respect our boundaries and rules. Yep. And then they put out a lit cigar on my <laughs> arm.
0: <laughs> Very calmly, though. Oh,
1: super calmly, with a cold, dead, detached look in their eyes. Like this is what you get. Yeah, the. It's like they're looking through me.
0: Life's a bitch. <laughs> and then you die. Then you die. All right, I, that's uh, been our show this that, week.
1: I saw that <laughs> bumper sticker the other day. Which one? Life's a bitch. Then you die. Mm-hmm. Very poetic. I don't. I don't much wax po- poetic, <laughs> but I just thought philosophically that was just it. Just hit home, you know.
0: As good as that bumper sticker is, that was a better story about the bumper sticker. Oh, definitely. <laughs> than the bumper sticker. I'm glad we went down that. Yeah, that alley. We, we went there.
1: So, uh, what else is new, Ryan? Nothing. Nothing. No. Seen any movies lately? I don't.
0: No. Nothing. I haven't seen any movies. I
1: went and saw *Imitation Game*. Yeah. *Imitation was Game* was good. I did. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Benedict Cumberbatch was really good in it. I would. I would see it. I would pay money to see it after having paid money to see it. Did he look like a space lizard the whole time? uh, (laughs) Yes, pretty much. Yeah, Uh, I thought so. The biggest thing I realized about that movie after the fact was just, like, British people get a lot of shit for their dentistry. And rightfully so. You see a lot of it in the movie. But weirder than their dentistry is their lips. They all had really weird lips. And there were a lot of, like... A lot of shots focused on twitching lips or like opening lips or like slightly spread apart, and it was just brought a lot of attention to lips. And I don't really know why uh, why
0: I noticed that so much. Or if maybe it was just I don't me. I don't think British people get enough flack for that accent that they have. Like, where's that? What's that about? Like, speaking English.
1: Yeah. They're like, why are you speaking it weird? Let's put yeah. another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. I'm the queen of England,
0: <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Paul Hogan. Men at work. Toto. <laughs> the, I'm I'm the Queen of England. Outback Steakhouse. I'm the
1: Queen of, <laughs> queen of England. I'll <laughs> order me another round of Bloomin' Onion at
0: Outback <laughs> Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse, sponsor of this episode. Yep, Bloomin' Onion. Just the Bloomin' Onion is the you sponsor. Wanna know
1: what, you don't want to know what the Queen really calls the Bloomin' Onion.
0: She calls it the Bloomin'? Pantaloons
1: Yep (laughs) (laughs) You guessed it I didn't think you were going to guess it But
0: you got it You hit it right on the head (laughs) The Bloomin' Fanny Uh, I
1: did go see uh, The Gambler yesterday The Gambler? The Gambler I went and saw it with Mark Wahlberg and. Isn't that a movie with like The Gambler Paul Newman No, no, no uh, Jimmy Can Oh, okay Yeah, but yeah, it's a remake Uh, John Goodman's in it he is God. I love John Newman. He is becoming uh, so Jabba the Hutt esque. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, shirtless spa scenes with him, or like a uh, so uh sauna scenes. Yeah, and he is just he's melting. Like he looks like Jabba the Hutt. It's unfortunate.
0: Can I ask one question about mm-hmm. that movie? Was the entire soundtrack "The Gambler" by
1: Yeah Steve Miller? No, because it was The Gambler, and then it was. Uh, it was uh, Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Kenny
0: Rogers. You gotta know when to hold on. All right, I guess I'll see half of that. Know movie. when to fold. I just want to see the parts where Steve Miller's The Gambler is. Um,
1: it did have a pretty decent soundtrack, actually. Like a yeah. it, it did, it did. That was that was maybe the highlight of the whole movie because the rest of it was so blah and mm-hmm. so bad. Do not see it. It was just not worth any money whatsoever to see. But uh that's that's about it for movies I I went and seen recently. I did see uh uh Live Die Repeat, uh Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Yep. That sci-fi movie from last year and it was super fun. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I I encourage people to go see that movie. Uh it's on it was on HBO Go. I think it might be coming up on Netflix soon. Mm-hmm. Uh see it. I rented it on Amazon and I I thought it was worth the 3 bucks to to rent it. It was it was good.
0: No, I've not seen anything recently, <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> I, was telling, Ryan, I was telling you this is Ryan's we segment this. on film. Ryan, yeah. you, gotta, you got some music for yourself. <laughs> 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 Play your segment on film. Pick my segment on We're film. Ryan's film
0: corner. Here we go. Here we go. All right, you're Ryan's. about to enter Ryan's film corner. Get ready. It's a long intro into the film corner. Corner, and facts. <laughs> Hollywood. Can you just imagine Hollywood me over Sunset D-less Boulevard,
1: on reality show. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so this is uh Ryan's Film Corner where I have not seen any movies and um I will not be reviewing any movies. So but thanks guys, this has been Ryan's Film Corner.
1: Well, that was a thrilling episode. Oh man! Ryan's Did you learn corner. a lot? We we learned a uh, lot. What the, so this is the after show. Mm-hmm. If you could, could this you play is, the intro music? <laughs> the intro. This to is this <laughs> is like uh uh what, the Talking Dead. This is the Talking Ryan's <laughs> Corner. <laughs> the film talking corner. Ryan's Corner. So if you could just play me in. Hey, this is Dylan with Ryan's Film Corner, uh, talking Ryan's Film Corner. Uh, Today we had a brand new episode. Uh, We checked in with Ryan. Uh, Usual great stuff. Opening music, killer. Always great. Hollywood nights, uh, beautiful, beautiful saxophone solo. Uh, And then Ryan came in. And, uh, you know, I thought this was a really tight episode from Ryan today. Uh, A lot of development, a lot of growth. Uh, Just to recap, uh, he hadn't seen anything and did not review anything. Uh, And then, climactically, the outro again. Just another uh, classic installment of Ryan's Film Corner. This has been Talking Ryan's Film Corner.
0: Man, that was a great episode. It was. It was, I know. That's, I what, know, what, that's, troclo- that's what I said. Oh, Thank you. God. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Try to give a man a compliment. Thank you. I know. I'm. It's hard to compliment me. It's I've heard them all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: uh, oh lord. Yeah, We're Ryan. Just killing uh, time here.
1: <laughs> one of the things that I've always pondered mm-hmm. about you, yeah is what is the first uh, CD you ever, you ever bought?
0: Okay. um, uh, First CD I ever bought. Yeah. Um, first album
1: of music that you ever purchased. Well. In any shape or form.
0: Okay. There's two that stick out in my mind specifically. One, I did not purchase, was given to, but asked for it. But I was too young, didn't have money. Okay, yeah. The Second first CD one, you got. First, first CD I got, considering this one, I didn't buy it, um, asked for it, was too young, was Eve Six. Back in grade school, I will swallow my pride. I will choke on the rock. That album. um, Oh, what a good song. That was my first album I received. The first album I ever bought with my own money, um, probably when I was around like uh, 12, 13, I had a paper out, um, was uh, Led Zeppelin's 4. The one with Stairway to Heaven on it. That was the first, first CD I had ever purchased. Yep. And. Mainly because I had heard Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. and I just remember getting that album and just like staring at the cover while listening to it back when I had a Walkman and I would listen to it in the car, like pop it in. and You only have like twelve songs to listen to. Um, and a <laughs> down the road. Yeah, so that was mine. Dylan, what was uh, your first album you ever bought?
1: That I uh, that I ever got. I think it was
0: it was Help. Help
1: okay. and Sergeant Pepper's when I got my boombox and I was like six. Okay, but my dad got me my CDs. I think the first CD I ever asked for that I got was, uh, uh semi. No, 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 no. That's sonic. That was soon thereafter. But Matchbox 20's record, you were something bigger. Okay, with push yeah. and three AM and all. That's a good album. Well, you know what I always say about Rob Thomas. What's that? Voice of a generation.
0: <laughs> he really is.
1: Can we get some can we hear yeah. some Rob Thomas yeah, let's right get now? Just though. so can I just wanna let's do get my, people in the mood. I just wanna do my uh this is my Rob Thomas show titled This is How a, <laughs> is how a Heart Breaks. This is how a heart breaks This is How a Heart Breaks. And it's my Rob Thomas uh tribute show. I changed the name of the podcast. My my podcast to Smooth, the Rob Thomas podcast. This has been another episode of Smooth, the Rob Thomas podcast. Thank you for listening. That, that was, guy's the man. That was a good app.
0: Great dude. <laughs> you didn't say anything about. All right, well, I'm not going to critique it because... (laughs) Well, (laughs) you didn't like uh, that I didn't say anything about Rob Thomas, (laughs) that we
1: just played the intro and outro? That was the best part of your episode, was the intro and outro. Uh, Yeah, okay. Um, I do remember buying Aqua as well, the Barbie song. Oh, the Barbie song. Yes, I remember that I had that for sure, and that would have been around that time too, Mm -hmm. so I got that. I remember my dad... I tried to get my dad to buy me the Spice Girls record and he just said no. <laughs> He's just like, No. Nope, I'm not doing that. So good on him for yeah, that. Yeah, he he him. really drew a line in the sand and said, You will not pass. You will You shall not pass. <laughs> you will become heterosexual. <laughs> no Spice Girls. I did not see the movie though. God, that's a great one. Underrated. Yep. Have not seen Ooh, it. Ooh, hey, let me uh let me say this. Mm-hmm. Uh it's probably pop oh, I guess, I don't know. It's probably a popular opinion now to actually enjoy the Spice World movie. Okay. But go back and watch the Spice is World it movie. It is terrible. It is terrible, but it's also kind of amazing. Okay. It's it uh go back and watch it if if you want to just watch an awesomely bad movie. It it's become like kind of a cult classic at this point now. People like people love Spice World. And basically Why every famous – because every famous British actor in the world at the time was in that movie. Really? Every single one. And, like, every British celebrity in the world is in that movie. It is it is a total uh, – just a total publicity stunt for everyone involved, and it's shameless. But it has, like, this campy entertainment value. Uh, I will defend – Really? Spice
0: World well. and say – you know how I'm more hipster than you, bro. I watch Spice. Girl. I like Spice World. Well, I actually got a surprise for you. It's I uh, reviewed Spice Girls in Ryan's Movie Corner.
1: Oh, well, can we go back? Yeah, and listen let's to check. That one? Yeah, let's check it out. This what?
0: What year was this? Uh this year. Earlier this year. Hollywood. Welcome back to Ryan's Movie Corner. Uh, this week we're talking about Spice World. Um, don't know what year it was released because I never saw it. All right, that's been the episode. Thanks, guys. Back in style. Yeah, so pretty controversial, that review of uh, Spice World. But I think I fell along the same lines you did. It's been a pretty
1: consistent policy this show to talk about things that we haven't seen yet. Yes. So I'm totally okay with that previous episode. <laughs> I think we can just skip talking Ryan's film corner this time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is there uh is there a uh, a specific record that you remember changing your perspective on music yes like one you bought when you started to realize or change what what did it what record was it and what did it sort of signify absolutely
0: I actually have an answer for this um I'd been listening to some stuff that was considered like not mainstream but like it was played on the mainstream like I back in early high school I really liked uh Gorilla's Demon Days I really liked Modest Mouse um that was the kind of stuff I was into and then my senior year, the summer after my senior year, I heard Animal Collective, Meriwether Post Pavilion for the first time, and it very much changed what I thought music could be, because when I first started listening to the album, I didn't get it, I guess. Like, it didn't sound like music yeah, to me. I remember the first time I heard Animal I was Collective, like, what the fuck is this? Grass like, Yeah. Off of... Uh, uh, off of feels? Feels, Yeah. yeah.
1: I heard grass and it was like, what the fuck is yes. this? Yes,
0: but then it, I remember it was like I had listened to the album a couple times. No, n- not even it was. It was basically my first listen through it. It was. It was the song Lion in a coma, which was. It was a lot more catchier and not as. Uh, like there was strange noise and stuff, but it was less noisy than some of the other tracks on that for, album.
1: For for official reference, we're talking about two thousand nine's Meriwether Post yeah. Pavilion by Animal Collective. Yeah. Animal Collective' seminal record, really, because it, it was a huge hit at the time for an indie band, and it was pretty much categorically uh, across, you know, the internet decided as the album of the year that yeah. year, and it was a very big influential it, it record. It
0: just like I don't know. It just it changed everything of how I look at music, how I fig- how I find me- new music, how I just like everything about it. That's kind of what changed it, and it's just it very much. uh is reminiscent of a certain place and time in my life that it just—I'm sure. very nostalgic. It's one of my yeah, favorite. Oh, albums. I
1: have the a same—a similar sensation with that record. Yeah, but I can't say that it was the one that
0: like because I was already was. for
1: years really into. I mean, I had been sort of alternative music.
0: I guess I really hadn't been. I'd been listening to mostly radio, um, a lot of older stuff because mm-hmm. that's what my parents listened to and that's mm-hmm. what I listened to. I listened up until that right. point. I wasn't really listening to music released like post. 1979 mm-hmm. and then i realized wait a minute all music is good i yeah. should not you know put myself into this strict guidelines yeah. of what i like there's a lot of good music so out what there.
1: was music f- with your parents what was like, um
0: my dad listened to a lot of uh the eagles uh simon and garfunkel um the beatles rolling stones mm-hmm. obviously um just like st- stuff that was popular back mm-hmm. in the 70s yeah but he also listened to a lot of like disco so i heard a lot of like Bee Gees and mm-hmm. stuff like that growing up and yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was kind of my frame of reference up until, um, school. Yeah, there I'd like gorillas and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't get into the sort of indie music scene until I heard about Animal Collective because mm-hmm. prior to that, I hadn't even heard any Radiohead songs behind besides Creep. <laughs> Creep is the only Radiohead song I had heard. And it, that was like the second band I, I got already, into. Like it was, it was like
1: I already loved and hated, loved and hated Radiohead like four times yes. in that period of time.
0: It was like they were like the second band I really got into after I had like went through all of Animal Collective's discography. I got into Radiohead kind of right after that.
1: But what was your Radi- first Radiohead time? was big when I realized that like i wasn't nearly as smart as i thought i was okay. like or as you know as informed as i thought i was because Radiohead kind of blew open the doors on what like what music can be as a rock band like yeah just completely blew open the doors of perception on that like no totally agree unfathomably, I just but i didn't come to radiohead it. first really like the biggest thing i you know my parents are the same raised my parents really raised me well on music like Very wide background From folk You know Listening to Dylan We did a lot of car trips Growing up So Bob Mm -hmm. Dylan And and Joan Baez And and, you know A lot of traditional folk James Taylor Things like that To Elton John To Billy Joe The Beatles The Stones Zeppelin The Doors God help me Uh, and then you know a lot of folk songwriters like Don McLean and, Oh yeah Don McLean and uh and Cat Stevens oh, yeah. and things like Those that Those were too. big in my house and yep. then, uh they also loved Prince Really Prince through the 80s music okay. and then my dad was a new waver so it was like uh the Cars mm-hmm. the B52s um Devo that was like his coming of age music so I had a little bit of that like more of that than I think some kids had growing up yeah uh so that informed me too uh, so all of that kind of informed me at a I think a little bit of an accelerated rate than where yeah, I you, think some you of my also had that like
0: at. sort of post-punk kind of already um influence yeah in some with some the of new that. wave yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah. so like i had listened to strange music because i'd listened to so much music mm-hmm. and i just sort of al- always categorically consumed it like if i'd find a band from my dad's Record collector, CD collection, I would listen to all the records. Yeah. So it was something I was interested in. But Friends turned me on to Ween. Ween? Ween.
0: They were your introduction. Ween, the, into... They were
1: my introduction. It was uh, eighth grade, and I listened. I remember we were driving to uh, my, uh, my cabin sort of property up in Door County, mm-hmm. and I had a buddy driving with me. And he made my dad and I pop in uh, White Pepper. I think they're like 1996 record. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever heard Ween. And it was very rattling, very jarring. And like my three or four best friends all went into it. So I just got into Ween. Yeah. And we listened to, I mean, there, for for people who don't know Ween, uh in 98 they did a, v- uh, a, a music video for one of their songs directed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone that involved puppetry mm-hmm. so like the South Park guys they're almost if those two guys from South Park had a, a an <laughs> a experimental rock a, and roll band that's a decent way that's to describe that's about the best them. way i can yeah. describe ween so like Think about how great South Park can be, and also just like how excruciatingly sophomoric and disgusting Mm -hmm. it can be. And that's Ween as like a very experimental, very sort of uh, strange career-wise sort of slacker stoner rock band from the '90s that ended up having a huge cult following and making you know like ten records and uh, tours the you know the world and. Uh, I really, really got into Ween, and Ween opened the doors. to Like, if you can, if you can listen to Ween, you can listen to anything, mm-hmm. and you can find the good in anything. Because Ween, Ween has some songs that are just horribly vulgar. There's a song called "She Fucks Me," which is just horribly vulgar. But it, there's like this essence of like really um, uh, sort of sluggish, druggy sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it, it's hard to explain, but it has a it has a sweetness and like it's almost paralysis of the senses. It just sounds so slow and sludgy, but it has a sweetness, even though it's describing this horribly sophomoric thing. So Ween. if I was able to sort of wrap my head around Ween, things like the white stripes and the yeah, yeah, yeahs yeah. and TV on the ra- radio and the strokes and that whole sort of New York. Oh, yeah. New rock yeah. scene. Like when I was ready for that, right when it happened, because that was pretty much eighth grade year for me, yep. or seventh, seventh and eighth grade year. So I, I guess I did to listen Ween, to the and strokes, that opened then, me yeah. up big time. But Ween was the catalyst because they're just—I can't say that I can recommend Ween to everybody. <laughs> but you know, if you, I bet if you looked at like their ten best hits on Pandora, or Spotify, find something. Yeah, most of those would be the more listenable songs. Oh, for sure. Probably the uh, you know songs to sort of like,
0: like sort of like. Recommending Zappa to people, yeah. Like, oh, it's you got you gotta listen to certain exactly. Zappa to get exactly. Exactly, they, the yeah. comp
1: to Zappa is very very close for Ween. Yeah, it's like there's there's elements of greatness and there's elements of just like just well, like no, what the fuck, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, for Ween, for a while, we're doing records on specific drugs and recording like the whole record while binging mm-hmm. on specific drugs. So they were definitely unhealthy, unstable. <laughs> You know, crazy, whacked out people while recording these records, yeah. and it shows. So it's hard to, it's hard to recommend to people. But moments
0: of brilliance, and it opened me up to that kind of music. I remember um, back in middle school, my best friend. Uh, got into Primus, because that's what his cousin listened to. And, like, for me at the time, I was just Another like... The other band
1: that works with the South Park guys. Yes, yes, exactly. It's also close to Zappa.
0: And I was kind of just like... I'm like, you don't... I was sort of, like, convinced that he didn't really like it. He just ironically yep. liked it. Yep. And I'm just like, dude, this is... I don't know why you keep telling me to listen to these guys. But, like, later on, there are bits of Primus that I do really enjoy. But there's... You just... You gotta find it in the sea, in the sea of just like what the fuck are you doing? That's, um, now that's
1: one of the ultimate. I'm more
0: hipster than you. What uh, Primus? Yeah, like
1: if you if Dude, you I've heard if pro- you are into Primus, you are more hipster than me. That's true. Yeah, because I, I am
0: not into Primus, but <laughs> I my my friend has been telling, he has been a big proponent of theirs since like middle school. I don't know. He's got us. He got way. At, he is not hipster at all. One more check he on is a hipster like, card. He like owns more guns than anyone I know. But is that being <laughs> hip? So hipster. Like, I don't think he's ironic. Own guns, he like, owns a gun shop with his dad. I don't think he ironically owns a gun shop. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's ironically commentary, like
1: providing like socio political commentary <laughs> on the Second Amendment through living his lifestyle as like an art project. Oh, you he, don't think that's happening? I don't think he has. the Because that'd be pretty hipster. If he,
0: if he had the capacity to do that, I would just like make a movie about him. But <laughs> maybe <no>. he's filming <laughs> a movie
1: about himself, like Linklater. Possibly, he's like filming a twelve-year movie about Possibly. himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was another one. Yeah, I I remember, I remember the Strokes. I remember getting into the Strokes in like freshman year of high school mm-hmm. because one of the girls I was hanging out with really liked the Strokes and. I like I like the Like rock band under this. This is That's it. is a great were? This is it. is a great album. Yeah. Like, still, I still oh, enjoy yeah. that album. Oh yeah,
1: and it's dancey and it's fun. Yeah. You want to play a You want to play a round of uh, review game? Yeah, we'll we'll do a round of do a couple, review maybe game. one or two rounds here. Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll tool up for it?
0: All right. Do you want to play a game, Dylan? Would you like to play a game? Yes. Yes, I would.
1: Quit playing games with my heart.
0: Doom, 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 my heart. This Yo, is the game. Play. All right. The review game. The Pitchfork music review game. The
1: review game for short. The review game for those who The in review the know. game for short. Here we go. Okay.
0: We're going to try to name the record All right, I think based you off went, the review. Yes. I think you went first last time. I think I'll go first this time. Okay. Lay it on me. All right. Trying
1: to figure okay. out what record Ryan is describing through its review from Pitchfork Music
0: Blog. Yep. Okay, the reviewer is Mark Richardson. Oh, uh, Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Marky Mark Richardson. All right. Marky Mark Richardson. It received a score of nine point zero <laughs> B and M. You know what that means. Best. New, new music. Music. Okay. Get that tattooed on yourself. <laughs> Best new music nine point oh worth Mark roughly Richardson. a million
1: dollars uh, to a band.
0: Yes, is that what it is? Yeah, is that?
1: I, I saw. I read an article that equated a, a best new music from Pitchfork to about a million dollars revenue for a
0: band. Wow, that's crazy. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, number five on the year end list, but I won't give the year until I right. have the first clue. Right. So number five on the year end list.
1: Mark Richardson, number five year end list nine point zero best new music.
0: Yep. Okay. The the CD comes with the DVD containing videos for each of the record songs, all by different directors. Uh, to be honest, Teen Dream. Like, yeah, damn it! How did you know that?
1: I have that. Do you really I have the DVD? <laughs> Beach House's Teen Dream. That is that is correct. a power right there. That is the that is the fastest other of us has sol- solved yeah. one, right? Yeah. That's, yep. I that's had correct. I bought the vinyl and it came with the DVD. Oh, and it was all from a different director. Damn! I didn't yeah, know t- you had that. 2009? Album.
0: 10. 2010, really? 2010. Yep. Okay,
1: 2010. Yeah, I have the vinyl and the DVDs. All right. Yeah. Ooh, quick round. That's, like, got to be double. That's got to be worth two. Yeah,
0: it definitely is That's worth two. two.
1: That ties it up, then. Yeah. That's got to be worth two. But you have a chance to take the lead. Of course. Right
0: here, right now. I didn't realize I picked an album that you owned.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to own <laughs> like a lot yeah, of these I records. That's I got true. a pretty, pretty sizable <laughs> record collection, Ryan. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and I listen to all these records pretty yeah. much, huh? Okay. For the most part. For the most part. Eight point
0: eight.
1: Eight point eight. This is this art uh review is from Nitsu Abib or Abebe, I'm not sure. A B E A B Nitsu Abib or Abibi or Abebe. Hey babe. Uh, Number seven on the year-end list that year. Number
0: seven.
1: 8.8. 8.8. Your first clue. All right. This band, they come along like Belle and Sebastian and the Strokes each did, sounding refreshingly laid back and uncomplicated, and with simple setups that make good songs sound exceedingly easy. Hmm. All right. They come along like Belle and Sebastian and the Strokes each did. Sounding refreshingly laid back and uncomplicated, and with simple setups that make good songs sound exceedingly easy.
0: Um. You gotta think about this here.
1: Last night. She smiled.
0: Oh, baby, when you
1: I said Elvis Presley singing stroke songs now. <laughs> I said,
0: my name is Elvis. Hmm.
1: Got a guess? Shot in the dark guess.
0: Yeah, shot in the dark guess here. Um, I'm going to go Tame Impala lonerism. Nope. Oh,
1: okay. Not a bad guess based on what you're thinking. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. Uh, the your year is two thousand eight.
0: Two thousand eight.
1: Okay. Okay. So your first guess was lonerism from Tame Impala. Yep. All right. Two thousand eight. They come along like Bell and Sebastian and The Strokes each did. Exceedingly easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your next clue. A lot of these songs work more like those on The Strokes debut. Is this it? If you scrape off all the scuzzy rock and roll signifiers, leaving behind nothing but clean cut and preppy new wave, tucked in shirts and English lit courses.
0: 2008, Vampire Weekend, uh, their debut album. That is correct. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it right now. It's self titled. It's self titled. Yep. Okay. I can picture the picture yep. on it. Yeah.
1: Yep. There you go. All right. Well, okay. you take the lead again. Three and two?
0: Is that right? Three to we're two. Yep.
1: Yeah. Take the lead again. All right. All right, a good round, good quick good round. round. Yeah, Vampire Weekend's 2008 debut record, mm-hmm. Afro pop sort of fun. It's uh, a good record. Preppy, I like new fan. way. It's I really like Vampire clean, Weekend. Yeah. Easy to listen to. It's a cute record. Uh, if you've never listened to it, I I think it's music that if, if you like, I don't know. Paul Simon's solo music or you like I don't Definitely know Definitely if you like Paul yeah. He sounds like Paul Simon. It's very it's His very voice. Paul Simon and it's got that sort of African calypso beats uh sort of uh to to it being uh it's you know it's it's preppy folk pop rock music uh very clean very neat a yeah. uh, bunch of guys from Columbia college uh Columbia University in New York It was a good record.
0: I remember yeah, it was
1: like one of the first big buzz bands I ever got into. Yeah. like where when the that a punk
0: s- single dropped and the yeah. music video for it. Yeah, yeah. I was that was yep. definitely
1: and Oxford comma is yep. a great song on that record. I still really like that song. Yeah, cool. Well, that was well a good. Good, good review game. Yeah, we still got to insert some music. We got to find our. We got to find some music for our our intro, the, uh, music, intro and outro outro music, music for
0: that. Robbie Weetrick, if you're listening, get on that. We <laughs> need
1: it. We need help. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty obvious. That's very obvious. Well, it's been uh, a, pl- a pleasure, as always. I'm glad we got to some of our shows today. Yep. Me too. Got to talk, uh, got to talk to film to corner. Yeah. Film glad corner. We, got to, we got to the film corner. And then we got you to-, to The corner The so corner corner. corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went to the talking corner. The hot corner. The hot so. corner. Third base. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> We got to third base today. What yeah. else? What else? We co- we talked music. We talked our 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 uh, first records, our our early signifiers. Yeah. Good EP, man. Good EP. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to Losing My Edge. Yes, Losing My Edge. Uh
0: Williamson Street. Uh follow us on Twitter. Um, Tumblr website coming soon.
1: Yes, website coming soon and more more uh, wastes of time coming from us <laughs> soon. More waste of time.
0: We got, we got uh, some things cooking.
1: So Lots things of to content
0: cool to. to, you know, waste your time with. Tons of content. So much so that you're going to be so sick of us. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It's like... We're gonna be everywhere. It's like you're gonna be like driving on the highway, and listening no. to the podcast, and you're like, These guys "I'm tired of the podcast." So you turn on the radio, and boom, there Where we are again. And you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna turn off the radio, and I'm just gonna drive and look at the road." And boom, billboard after billboard. So you say, "I'm gonna after go billboard." So you
0: say, "I'm gonna go on roads without billboards," and then you look up at the sky and, and skywriting. And then you're and like, "All right, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till dark," and then and the you're bloom. gonna realize, "Wait, we're on the moon." Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? We got a neon moon.
1: sign on the moon, and we've organized the stars to be an advertisement as well
0: yep you can't run from
1: us nope we're everywhere get used to it people loosen my edge (laughs)